John Busby with the Culture Buzz here, and uh, I'm going to be visiting with an author who's much more than just an author. He's an alchemist. Um, he is, I'm going to call him a philosopher. He may not agree with me, but uh, in my mind, he's someone who helps me kind of wander and venture and become engaged in new areas uh, about the world, about myself. Uh, he wrote a book called The Emerald Tablet. Dennis William Hauk is his name. Dennis Hauk is, uh, uh, I'm going to just say dwhauk.com is his website. Go and explore for all the background of this man. It's amazing. I would use up the two hours of my show just talking about all the backgrounds of Dennis, but I want him to visit with you about what he is doing. It's fascinating stuff. dwhauck.com. That is the website for Dennis. The Alchemy of Consciousness uh, is the kind of header on his website, and we're going to we're going to wander into realms that fascinate me and that are new to me. And uh, I think that's a great place to start because what you describe, what you do is these are consciousness studies. And um, I want you to explain to folks out there maybe who are kind of unfamiliar or maybe have heard of these terms. Uh, from my perspective and what I, my first blush of really putting my arms around your work, Dennis, is that you want to help people discover better ways for them to engage with the world and for themselves. Is that kind of an okay first step? That's true. That's exactly uh, true. That is the first step uh, to realize that um, our everyday consciousness is much more than we generally take it to be, to to assume um, that it's really not a a force by itself. Um, The alchemists uh, and uh, the philosophers of nature at that time kind of approached uh, science with a combination of religious feeling to it. So it was a combination of a material approach, but also a spiritual approach. They they were very connected to their experiments um, through uh, spiritual and, uh, and conscious focusing methods uh, to where the, the changes taking place in the in the retort or, or vessel, well, they also felt those same changes taking place within themselves. They suffered with the metals. They, uh, they expanded with the product. They purified themselves as the, as the product was distilled. It became more and more pure. So the whole idea there was led to conclusions very similar to like a a um, or a religious psychology, perhaps, or as Jung recognized, Carl Jung discovered uh, that the alchemists had this approach to using operations and methods to improve our consciousness, to clarify our consciousness, to uh, focus our consciousness, and experience uh, deeper states of reality, a deeper connection to matter, uh, which is. Uh, the mystery that they were trying to solve, and by projecting themselves into that that darkness, that unknowing part of the world, um, they discovered new principles that that we're just confirming today in modern science and quantum physics and uh, quantum uh, cosmology and uh, ideas um, that show uh, and prove that consciousness is a force of nature, just like the alchemists believe that it is uh, something unexpected and that um, while we kind of 
waddle around in our in our everyday consciousness, we're really um, disrespecting the power of consciousness. You know, we, 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 all of us, myself included, are trapped in everyday uh, assumptions, everyday beliefs, everyday um, oh, autonomous behavior, reactions, and and um, just caught into a habit of consciousness where we don't experience that that pure consciousness of ex- of experiencing something the first time, of experiencing something at a deeper level than just the super superficial um, daily events. Um, so the alchemists realize this, that and they respect the consciousness in a way that we don't today. Uh, and uh, and scientists and people like Carl Jung, the uh, psychologist, uh, recognize that uh, alchemists were really talking about this kind of. Uh, application of consciousness to reality, not only to connect with reality and understand it in better ways, but also to uh, transform reality. Uh, in quantum physics, for example, there's the uh, phenomenon of the observer effect, where uh, just watching an experiment or having expectations in an experiment on the quantum level, that's, that's a key point, on the quantum level of uh, atomic and uh, molecular reactions uh, that we seem to ex- uh, change the experiment based on our expectations. That's, that really sounds strange. It really sounds uh, kind of like black magic or something, but that's just the fact of life in quantum physics. And I think and what we you, see... Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I wanted to... you know, I, 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 I want to sit here and just keep listening, but at the same time, I'm like this... this this inquisitive child sitting, you know, at the feet of someone who's who's distilled so much in such a big life, and that's what you've lived is a big life, studying so much. And I want to kind of tap into what you've distilled down into the Emerald Tablet and some of your other writings, your information on your website, because I I think that you know, I I consider my role, my career, is a great deal of social observation, and I seem to be witnessing people so much more dissatisfied than they were 30, 40, 50 years ago. And I think that you are offering a way to uh, dissuade that dissatisfaction from, you know, getting too ingrained in their soul. Uh, I think you're right. I think I uh, I sense and hear many times about the dissatisfaction, the deep dissatisfaction when uh, when people realize that or sense or, or intuit that there's something more to the world, uh, something more to everyday life than just uh, reacting and just uh, judging and, and, and uh, you know, striving and all this. When we have time to, re- to relax into reality like we did when we were children, basically, just accepting reality, then that's when consciousness has the freedom to um, to connect on an entirely different level and to grow and to become deeper. You know, there's there's more than just uh, thinking and feeling going on in ourselves. Exactly. You know, it's, there, there's intuition. There's intimations, little uh, unspeakable things that we um, realize about the world around us, and those are the type of things that the alchemists said are just as important as thoughts and uh, emotions. And um, 
Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to, when it's time, I want you to explain more about the Emerald Tablet, because that really is kind of the foundation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's the foundation for your book, but it's also uh, a foundation for a lot of information that, um, well, for back, lack of a better term, what I encourage my listeners to do is be cultural adventurers. D- d- seek the things that you don't know about. Explore new realms and worlds and and do it from a positive way from positive perspective and i am just you know just call it growing up on an iowa farm i didn't know anything about the emerald tablet and here's this this amazing thing that's been around for millennia mm-hmm. yeah so the emerald, yeah go the emerald tablet, um is a succinct summary of the principles of alchemy and the principles of this new philosophy of consciousness in the world and it goes back, well, the first book it was in was about 700 uh, A.D., I believe. It was a book, an Arabian book of advice to kings. And the, one of the appendix was the uh, Emerald Tablet. But um, it, it dates back much earlier than that. Probably uh, it was mentioned by Alexander the Great around 32 B.C. And we have evidence that it was uh, as far back as Akhenaten's uh, uh, at Pharaoh as around 1500 BC, so it's and it's in earlier documents. So it definitely seems to date back to Egypt. Um, uh, supposedly, was put on display once in uh, Heliopolis, uh, described as a as a translucent emerald tablet. Uh, you know, about uh, 18 inches by by 14 inches wide or so, and uh, it was put on display with the actual letters from people who who saw it and. Uh, described it. It had base relief uh, lettering, and um, it carried this succinct message of um, of what the universe is and how it relates and how, the steps of change that we uh, that we undergo, and it's all based in consciousness. So when this document uh, uh, became associated with uh, the, the invasion of Spain and Europe, where the Arabs brought the, the, these teachings with them, um, it really spread throughout Europe. So by 1100, it was the source central document of alchemy. And uh, every alchemist had their own version, their own translation. Uh, they hung it on the laboratory walls often because they felt it had this secret formula about how to transform uh, material, not only material, but these were universal principles that could transform themselves, their psychology, their their consciousness, their spirituality. And so it became uh, a very Christian uh, document, too, because uh, uh, the the way it was put seemed to be a spiritual provision that fit very well with the teaching of the Church at the time. And the Church did actually endorse it, and they put it in there. And their writings, they described the, the philosopher's stone, for instance, as Christ, and and other traditions have done the same thing because it's such a uh, universal document. So we had uh, many alchemists who um, uh, t- wrote about the Emerald Tablet, uh, Isaac Newton, uh, Leibniz, uh, Paracelsus, many, many famous alchemists made this the, the source document of their teachings. And uh, if you can... Uh, uh, you can get a, a copy of the tablet from our website and... Uh, and just read through it or, or get it on the Internet. There's plenty of them out there. Um, 
and just read through it, and you'll see. It's a very short document, uh, and it gives you a perspective of... Uh, 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 it puts you at the center of the universe that is very different than you think in the everyday world. We we think we're submerged and, and trapped in this materialistic world, and yet there are all kinds of energetic forces in the universe that uh, described in Tablet, uh, which kind of breaks things down between the above and the below. In other words, the the blow of the material world, the uh, uh, manifested world, uh, the in- incarnated world, and above the world of energy and also spirit, um, uh, diffuse spirit. Uh, and the idea is not to live one place or the other, not to live in this angelic realm of pure energy and pureness above, uh, and not to live totally in this trapped in matter as we are below, but to live in between and to be able to uh, move between these worlds and to uh, take the perspective and uh, and empowerment from both realms. Now, that may seem uh, to us to not have a home, you know, <laughs> not to be grounded in matter, and yet not to be overly spiritual. It's an odd thing that, uh, that it's saying that, because almost all the Abrahamic religions and, and many other philosophers say, get to heaven, go to heaven, everything is in heaven, your reward is in heaven, your your uh, your fulfillment is in heaven, uh, and that is this uh, energetic realm where matter is rise to the highest vibration, if you will, where the uh, where everything is energetic and spiritual, but there is no embodiment. Down, to down below, to it's very opposite, where there is embodiment, and we're cut off from the spiritual spiritual realm. So, uh, the alchemists would say, do not remain in heaven, do not remain in the spiritual, only to learn. Bring that knowledge, bring that energy, bring that purified presence back to the planet, back back to uh, the the cosmos, and uh, participate in the spiritual evolution of the cosmos and, and the universe. Well, there's such a wonderful logic to what you just explained, and I, I, I find it very appealing and, and fascinating. Dennis Hauk is my guest, folks. D-W-H-A-U-C-K dot com. D-W-H-A-U-C-K.com is his website. Consider that your portal, your gateway to better understand what he's talking about. One thing ever since my first cognizant moments is I've always been fascinated by this world and I've always felt there's so much out there to be discovered that I don't know about that people don't know about and the only way to really sally forth is to have an inquisitive never-ending mind be willing to stub your toes skin your knees in the process maybe but discover and this is what you've helped put together in your book, The Emerald Tablet, Alchemy for Personal Transformation. And where I'm going with that right now is the term personal transformation. I, I have witnessed with some people that that concept of here's some philosophies, here's some things to know, to discover, to explore that can help transform you. They seem almost like they give pushback to that. And I don't understand that. Yes, that's it's something. Personal transformation, first off, is it's not that easy to change us. You know, we've been adulterated in our lives from uh, a pure way of being in the world uh, to encumbered with all kinds of responsibilities and obligations, 
And uh, the idea of personal transformation kind of originated with these teachings, uh, you know, back back in the days in the Middle Ages and the Dark Ages and also um, early civilizations. Uh, uh, you were set in your lifestyle. You were set in your personality. You were expected to behave the same always. And we finally are getting away from that uh, in our civilization where people have the freedom to be themselves. And, uh, uh, you know, Iowa, with uh, with the election, every time I, I hear something from Iowa, and the way they do caucuses, and the way they, uh, uh, the way you, the way things are evolved there and change, it's really a, a uh, an alchemical proving ground, you know, for, for politics. It's different than any other state, and I have a lot of respect for that process, because it, it lets things come to the surface, it lets things... Uh, um, you know, you're throwing in into raw energy, and that's exactly what alchemy should be. People transform in Iowa. <laughs> Candidates <laughs> transform all the time. And so it's it's uh, it's really quite a process, and I just so much enjoy it. I always have. Uh, and that's just one example, though, of, of uh, freedom of consciousness and allowing people to say what's on their mind without constraining them, you know. Uh, you guys always get the, the, the most amazing array of candidates and the, the most amazing comments and things that are really um, kind of unconscious uh, to the rest of the country that, that come out there that are all of a sudden become a topic uh, in the campaign. I've seen that happen over and over again. So that's a really good example of uh, you know chemical process. You, you put it so marvelously succinct and so topical. I, I love your explanation there. Um, a, a more provincial way was how my grandfather always would chastise me when I seemed to not be paying attention. And he'd look at me and say, look, boy, God gave you two ears and one mouth. You figure it out. And so he made me a much better listener. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I agree. And, it's a great place to to go from. Uh, Dennis Hauk is my guest. Um, he has written a fascinating book, uh, The Emerald Tablet. Uh, it, it's really more of a resource. It's it's a book that as you delve into it, you're going to find yourself returning to it time and time again, because as each of us goes through our own personal journeys, you're at a different point uh, any given day, almost any given hour, when you can go back and glean something different from the same passage that had such relevance before. So I encourage you, get a copy of the Emerald Tab- Tablet, and uh, you will be fascinated. And I just... It, just listening to you, Dennis, I, I get this this childlike inquisitiveness that you have, and you keep, you know, that's how you live your life still. I, I try to, and I, I try to uh, help others do that. I mean, I don't have, uh, I'm not pushing anything, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, the process of alchemy is a free, open process. Uh, from, that's why you have to be free. Uh, free to take your own path. So all kinds of different results um, uh, can come from alchemical operations uh, on the personal level. And it's always about becoming who you should be or who who you are in your soul or uh, essence and how that is expressed. And it's the same thing that happens in alchemical experiments by bringing out the essential oil and the essential parts of plants and and using them for healing and uh, raising them to a higher level. And the same thing with the metals, you know, uh, progressing through the metals from the lowest uh, dark, heavy 
lethargic spirit of lead to the to the spirit of gold, which is free and pure and uh, conscious and aware. Uh, and every metal has its own personality, and you, you'd just be really surprised how that reflects in people around you when you when you study these uh, these principles, which are simple and straightforward, you know. Um, and that's one of the keys of their success, I think. I believe it 100%. Folks, consider this an introductory invitation to get to know Dennis Houck better. If you don't already know about him and his work, go to dwhauck.com, D-W-H-A-U-C-K.com, and by all means, uh, get his book, The Emerald Tablet, and um, you will be fascinated, and he will help you uh it kind of go through a wonderful exploratory process. Maybe some of this you've intuitively felt, but this will be a guidebook for you in many ways. Um, Dennis, I do hope we have a chance for future conversations because uh, we've just started conversing and, and I will offer an invitation I love to offer once in a while, and that is anytime you want to continue the dialogue here in the Culture Buzz, I would be a grateful participant because uh like I said, I could use my entire two hours just like uh, uh, someone learning at the the feet of the master uh, who's done all the work to help share with me. So anytime you want to talk, Dennis, I'm ready to talk. I appreciate that invitation. That sounds great to me. Well, thanks so much. Much continued success on your work and sharing your work with others to really kind of help people become better. And that's the way I see it. Uh, and that's just this law, Iowa Farm Boys interpretation. DWHauk.com. Dennis, thank you so very much for your time. Thank you so much, John. You bet. Take care.